Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to introduce to you Greg Holgate, who is the founder and director of OSCO Wellness, Carlsbad, California-based health tech company that in 2016 launched the revolutionary pain relief wearable device, the OSCO Pulse. Now, you've heard me talking about this device lately because it has been a lifesaver for me being a chronic pain sufferer. So I'm really excited to hear more about where this is being applied, how it's impacting the workplace, and just the you know general wonderful wisdom that we can get from Greg today. Welcome, Greg. Thank you very much for having me on. We like to say that people like you are not chronic pain sufferers. We call you warriors. Oh, well. That you have to battle through each and every day. And we're very, very pleased that our product is helping people like you. Well, thank you. I'm deeply appreciative of the work that you guys are doing. And as I mentioned in our sort of green room conversation, I like the device so much that I was sharing it with my husband who tore his calf muscle. And we're now we're fighting over it because... Everybody wants it. So I guess that's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's a familiar problem for us. We see uh, couples like you and your husband fighting over it all the time, and they actually give it a term. They call it the Oscar hog. (laughs) So the one in the household that will continue to hold it and not give it back, you know, it's just such an easy device to use, right? So that's the thing. Once they grab it and go with it and they're feeling better, they're usually not going to give it up. Well, it's pretty amazing. So for those listeners who aren't familiar with with Oscar, Can you give just sort of a little spiel about what it is, how it works, and where it came from? Sure. So the Oscar Pulse is actually developed using a very no- well-known technology called PEMF, or Pulsed Electric Magnetic Frequency. And PEMF has been around in the U.S. for over 60 years, and typically it's indicated by the FDA as a non-invasive way of healing bone or wound care, and they, they, those are the typical indications. So what happens with PEMF is that it sends a signal to the cells, the way the cells um, circulate, and it increases circulation, and through that increased circulation, brings nutrients in and waste out. Typically, the frequencies are set to bone or soft tissue, and our device is a miniaturized version of that technology, which oscillates between bone, nerve, soft tissue, and inflammation. So the FDA has given us um, the right to go to market to deal with inflammation and pain, which is uh, a non-narcotic, non-opioid, non-invasive way of dealing with pain the way the body normally do it, but it's like an accelerator to help the body get healthy. Such a beautiful, a beautiful description. Thank you. And I think it's really, you bring up an, a very interesting point, which I know you were just in D.C. talking about this and part of a conversation, but the whole opioid crisis really in the U.S. that we're really dealing with, people are getting hooked on all kinds of pain meds. I know for myself, not necessarily being hooked on it, but I was having problems with my liver from having taken so many different just, you know, over-the-counter things that it's really toxic for your system. Can you talk a little bit about your experience and the conversation, what was happening there in in D.C.? Yeah, so a very interesting thing happened when we launched the company two years ago is we started having a lot of patients and customers coming back to us and telling us about their experience with the product. And um, in the first couple months, the letters started piling in of 
of people that have been using opioids and narcotics for five to 20 years. And so you can imagine, you know, kind of the disruption to their life and their bodies. And within three to four weeks, we were getting these letters saying that I've reduced or I've eliminated my need for my pain meds. And it wasn't we were dealing with their addiction or dealing with anything else. We we're actually were dealing with their inflammation and their pain. So from that con- those conversations, we started interviewing those patients and we started circulating that conversation up to government. And what happened was the National Institute of Health and the VA have reached out to us and asked us to get involved in some, some studies to help look and see if our product is a potential solution to that. Well, this technology is used for that, but typically it's very expensive, very cumbersome, not, and, and not easy to get to. So last week, the AdvaMed group, which is an advocacy group for medical device companies, have been requested by Congress to, to discuss how do you resolve non-opioid, non-drug, non-narcotic pain relief solutions. So everything from a knee brace to uh, potentially getting um, some sort of surgical procedure that would help um, accelerate someone's need for not using drugs. Well, our device obviously fits into that conversation. So I was in D.C. last week speaking with Congress members like Congressman Scott Peters here in San Diego, um, State Senator Deb Peters out of South Dakota, where we manufacture our product, are huge advocates for the VA, for non-opioid solutions, and are really getting around this issue because we're losing 140-plus people a day to opioid addiction. They're dying. They're committing suicide. They're overdosing. They're going to fentanyl and to other really illicit drugs, a heroin. And so imagine if a plane crashed every single day. You think the FAA might take interest and do something about it? So federal government's been a little slow on this one. And so we're trying to implement and drive our product to market so people have an other option, non-drug option. So that was the conversation last week in D.C., and it's been a very active dialogue, especially considering what's going on with CMS and all the Medicare issues. So Medicare, following the CDC, has a 72-hour prescription issue. Two years ago, it was two years. Uh, you can get your, two years ago, you could get three months worth of opioid prescriptions from your doctor. Two years ago, they limited it to three days. And you had to come back into your doctor, get evaluated, get your next series of drugs. Well, yesterday was reported in New York Times that Medicare is looking at on Monday, that's the day after Easter, April 2nd, 2018, that they're going to give a seven-day prescription period, end of discussion. So even addictionologists are concerned about the backlash, what's going to happen. So we think we already have a problem now. You can imagine how bad it's going to get when people can't titrate off their drugs. So we're, we're obviously a solution for that. And there's other technologies out there, but we're providing a cost-effective, you know, made in the USA, direct-to-consumer product that can help people. That is so wonderful to hear, and on your part, at least. The, the seven-day piece is a little bit uh, unnerving, quite frankly. I mean, if you think about, you know, sort of easy access, whether it's to guns or to drugs, I mean, these things are, you know, it doesn't give people the real chance to, to heal themselves and to identify right. what the core issue is. So it's kind of kind of scary to think that that's the situation. So thank you for being part of the solution there, and hopefully we can move that forward. Moving into more of the space where, where we met of corporate wellness and really understanding some of the places where OSCA can really have an impact there. Have you seen in particular, I know there's a lot of research that's around sort of where chronic pain impacts the workforce. 
but it's one of those sort of presentee issues where presenteeism of basically showing up but being checked out because they're distracted by whether it's pain or whether it maybe it's an opioid that's actually causing the distraction rather than dealing with the actual issue. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so we've been very successful at actually dealing with workers' comp insurance. So our product's actually covered by workers' comp insurance. So if you have somebody who's in corporate wellness and they're looking to get their workforce back to work, they can actually go and get dispensed an OSCA at their workers' comp doc. They have to request it. So there's a curative and palliative care letter that your doctor would send to your carrier, but they're covering our device at $400. So we're seeing people, everyone that's got everything from carpal tunnel to low back pain from working in a warehouse or being at a trade show to a sprained ankle to post-operative knee pain um, based on something that happened to them at work. So in the corporate wellness side, digital health side, we're communicating that. Uh, we are actively reaching out to the workers' comp insurance carriers all the way to the docs and the patient base. Uh, it's a real problem because those people are costing time, money, energy, effort. And the worst part about it is the productivity side is one thing, but the impact on families, it's unimaginable the number. So we've been working on doing economic analysis on how our product is helping people get back to work what that means, not just for that, that company, but for their family and their own life. So you talked about your taking drugs and what it does to your digestive system. So imagine you've got 35 million people that are workers' comp patients that one of the things that they get immediately is drugs. Well, once you put them on that regimen, you mess with their sleep, you mess with their overall health, they can't eat right. There's no chance for them to get back to work. So Devices like ours are ones that give people that ability to break that chain and get back to work. That's so great. And I, I, I'm curious, though, because it's sort of, I, I would imagine that OSCA sort of fits in the category of integrative health. Yeah. And traditional doctors may not either know about it or be willing to do something that's a little bit out of the box. How do you feel that that's been received? And has that been a challenge for you? Or uh, do you find traditional doctors are saying, hey, great, here's another solution? Yeah, so timing is everything. So if we'd had this conversation five years ago, I think you're absolutely correct. But today the mandate is no drug dispensing and you've got to find an alternative solution. So the reception of our product has been, the uptake's been really good. Uh, and what's interesting is that they're measuring patient outcomes and so what you're seeing is patient outcomes in three to four weeks to two months are significantly better than if they didn't use our product. So we have clinical data that we did here in Scripps La Jolla on that. We're working with the NIH on additional studies. We've had doctors go and do their own pain studies using our device, didn't ask for a nickel from us, which I've never heard of before, and have published their own studies about the benefit to patient. So we're definitely on the front line of that. And doctors that care about their patients are reading about us. And they're starting to deploy our product to them. So it's just, it's a matter of education and getting awareness out there. And by the way, and you said the word integrative health, which I love the use of that term, because what that means is that we are part of the solution. We're not the solution. So you still need to go see your healthcare professional, still need to have a diet and exercise and regimen. You might be, you need physical therapy. Maybe you need ultrasound. Maybe you need massage or acupuncture. You might even need a surgery, but the reality is we should be a part of that care because we're reducing inflammation, which is root cause of all symptoms regarded pain. So that's where we're getting plugged in. That's great. So it sounds like your launch was really perfect timing. 
I'm curious because my brother, for example, has been using a, a beamer mat actually for healing some cancer things. And somebody was telling me that that is also PEMF technology. Can you speak to that? Are you familiar with the Beamer? So, I, so I'm very familiar with the Beamer. Um, Beamer is actually based here in Carlsbad, California as well. It's a very large device. Believe it or not, it's actually based on the same technology as our device. So their device is $6,000 and ours is $400. And their $6,000 device has to sit in your living room or you have to go to a doctor to get it. Ours, you can stick in your pocket and walk out the door. But, so, but it is the same approaches. technology or? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely same technology. So I always try to tell people, if you think about uh, filling up a glass of water, so a 12-ounce glass. So if you put 14 ounces of water in that glass, what happens? It spills out everywhere, right? It makes a mess. Well, if you over-energize the body, it's the same thing as putting overfilling that glass of water. So our device is actually titrated and designed to oscillate and frequency the way the cells operate. So we're not over-energizing the body, which a lot of PEMF technologies out there does that. Mm. So we got enough radiation and energy around us anyway. So that's why our device only took two weeks to get through the FDA. It's completely safe, 60 years of data around frequencies that we use and the energy source, and it's um, never had one adverse event from the FDA. So that's a pretty amazingly safe technology. Not everybody can say that, but it's absolutely true about our product. That's wonderful. And another topic that we often talk about on the Evolving Digital Self is sleep. And I remember we had a conversation back when I was testing the device and yeah. I was saying, oh, well, I've been having really disrupted sleep. And you said, well, try putting it under your pillow. And I yeah. you know, was like, what is that? Yeah. I've been doing that ever since you recommended it. And I got to yeah. tell you, it works. I have no idea what it's doing. But yeah. I'm happy to hear that you were saying that it's never had any contraindications because yeah. I always do wonder, well, it's so close to my brain. What's what's happening here? Yeah. So your cell phone's close to your brain every day, too. And it's it's a thousand times more powerful than our device. So I'll go back. So the contraindications are actually very simple. Um, no pacemakers, right? So if, if so pacemakers are contraindicated, pregnancy and active cancer. And the reason why those three are contraindicated for our device is that the FDA does not allow you to study that population with your device. That being said, we've had plenty of people that have gone to their doctors in those various states, uh, disease states or conditions, and have gotten clearance to use um, our device with them. Um, one of the stories I'd like to just share with you really quick is a young lady named Shelby Short. So she is um, a wife of a Marine who's an air traffic controller here in San Diego. She's 15 years on narcotics and opioids because she has a double spinal fusion. So she had scoliosis, and at the age of 10, they opened up her back, and they fused her cervical vertebrae. At 14, she felt a pin popped out. They opened up her back again, and they refused her from C4 to L4. So her entire back is fused. So she's been taking opioids since she was 10 years old. At the age of 25, she started using our device. Four weeks later, she was 100% off her drug regimen. Two months later, she's pregnant. And I'm happy to report her baby's over a year old now. And she, she and the baby are totally healthy. Her doctors are completely amazed by that. That's the power of this technology. I, we have seen it anecdotally. And we've gone and done clinical studies to validate what we know are the right claims. And the claims are very simple. Reduce inflammation, increase circulation, reduce pain, 
and that works at a cellular level. So why wouldn't you try something like that as an alternative to all the other things that are out there? And again, adjunctive to whatever other care you do for yourself. Oh, so exciting to see these solutions. And I'm curious about sort of how did you get involved in OSCA? Because, I mean, of course, you know, hearing about it, it's like, oh, I want to, I want to work on this project. This sounds really cool. But I mean, was this your background before or did you come into it from sort of from a different angle? Great question. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, I spent um, over a decade in orthopedics working for a very large company that's owned by Blackstone. It's a largest private equity firm in the U.S. is one of their portfolio companies. And one of the areas of the business I was um, fortunate to get to lead was in clinical bone growth stimulators. And clinical bone growth stimulators are class three devices that use this PEMF technology for bone growth. So what had happened with my former, one of my former bosses, um, who's Australian, had met with some guys from Australia that brought over a prototype of this device over from Australia and introduced it to me. My patient zero is my dad. So he's now 87. He has peripheral arterial disease, neuropathy, diabetic wounds, and severe edema. And I used the device on him in very short trial. His uh, feet went from grapefruit size back down to normal. He got up and walked for the first time in three days. Wow. And that was my aha moment. And so I went back to the guys that originally created the device and said, if we're going to do this, we need to validate the clinicals. We need to make sure that the FDA is involved in this process. We need to redesign the product so that it's consumer friendly because it originally came in a little gray box with a rubber band basically around it. And so we redesigned it to make it consumer friendly and easy to understand once you see the device. And I know you have a device. So when you take yours out of the box, I'm curious what your, what your impression was when you received your device. It's very space agey. You know, it's, it's very appealing in that it's, it doesn't have any rough edges. And when I was doing my wearables research for my dissertation, what was one thing I was constantly getting comments from the participants about was, you know, this device is like, it's just not comfortable against my body. I don't want to wear this thing. It's scratching my kid or it's causing different other disruptions. And I didn't find that in any way with the OSCA. And I like the fact that it comes with two different size bands. So you really can make it fit into, you know, whatever your needs are at the time. So, I mean, as I mentioned, my husband and I were both using it. So he used the smaller band for his leg and I was using the, bi the bigger band for my lower back. And it accommodates, you know, different sizes, shapes, spaces, so that yes. you can really target the areas that need the, I sound like an advertisement. I'm not even intending to be that way. I just it's love this product. Compliment. It's a huge compliment to our team. They worked very hard to make sure that the product worked with people's lives the way they are. Because one of the hardest things to do is to change behavior. Right. And the product is one button. It's easy to use. You can stick it in your pocket. It doesn't have to be on your skin. So there's no biocompatibility issues. And the fact that you've utilized both size straps means that, you know, you've adopted it into your day. But it could be in your purse while you're sitting at lunch and next to your hip and, and helping to increase circulation, reduce pain in your hip. Right. So that's one of the beauties of this technology is it is that fluid. And so to hear your kind of user experience out of the box is, is very encouraging for us. It's the kind of thing we strive for every day. Awesome. Well, I'm happy to provide that feedback. I, I know that, you know, it's an incredible accomplishment to actually get to a place where you create a device that people want to use and it doesn't cause disruption. And that's really, 
that was sort of the findings of my dissertation study, was that most of the devices really hadn't achieved that in a place where they could have what's called social materiality, where there wasn't that friction between the device and the individual that was using it. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, which happens to be Oscar today, but we'll be right back after this message. This episode is brought to you by Oscar Wellness. When pain stops, life begins. Oscar Pulse mimics the body's own recovery processes to relieve pain, muscle stiffness, and inflammation using optimized pulsed electromagnetic field technology, PEMF, to encourage recovery at a cellular level so you can get back to life. And I got to tell you, this thing works so well, my husband and I are fighting over it. So I highly recommend you take a moment and try it out. They have all kinds of options for checking it out, and they've even given us an opportunity to share a discount with you, $55, by using the 2BU code on the Oscar Wellness site. You can check out the show notes to get more details. And we're back with Greg Holgate from Osco Wellness. And we're having this great conversation about this device you just heard about. But now that we've really gone deep into the, the device, I am a little bit more curious about Greg and how do you use technology and how do you find that it fits into your life and your work as a CEO? Yeah. So, you know, it's been an interesting journey for me in my own personal area of technology. Um, at a very young age, my parents are sports reporters and my dad owned a public relations firm and they always bought the latest and greatest, whether it was a Tandy laptop computer to cover an auto race or a tennis tournament or a Xerox machine or a teletype. I mean, they, they always bought, but they never read the instructions. They never read how to actually implement them. And they're depression era babies. They're born in 30 and 32. So I'm the youngest of four boys, so I was always tinkering and playing with stuff. So they would open up a new printer, and I would install it and make sure everything worked because they never took the time to learn that. And they're highly educated, very smart people. So I made a decision at a very young age that I was never going to let technology go by me. And I've imparted that on my children, and I impart that on – I used to teach school. I, with my students, I would teach them, don't ever be afraid of what's coming next. You need to embrace it whether that's a new software platform. So I worked in uh, consumer products and lived overseas, and I learned how to actually type on a Japanese keyboard. So I, did, I couldn't even type on a regular keyboard. So I learned to type on a Japanese keyboard. So when I came back to the U.S., I had to learn how to type on a U.S. computer. It actually took me a little bit of time. And so that was a, another wake-up call for me to make sure that I never fell behind. So when if you remember the Palm Pilots and the Clios, right? So I was the first, I bought one of the first Clios and, when cars went to smart cars, I bought a smart car so I could integrate all my devices. And even though I didn't fully understand the implication of that, I knew that I never wanted to be left behind. And so I think the way we live today, and I always joke about this, we live better. Every single person in the state of California lives better than King Louis XIV lived. And he had Versailles. But we have hot water. We have instant communication. We have clean, you know, ready-to-eat food anytime we want. So if you take that perspective, I think, then you embrace technology a little bit easier. doesn't mean that I still don't send a card in the mail to somebody. doesn't mean that I don't go buy flowers and bring them home to my lady. You have to still do normal things, but technology is around you in every way, shape, and form. So to ignore that, I think, is not going to serve you well long term. So that's my kind of personal approach to technology. I even own a patent on converging high-def TV and the internet. 
launched a digital media network in 2005. So if you walk into a sports bar and you see a TV wrapped with the internet fed network, I own a patent on, on that. I have a co- co-patent holder with me where we designed that technology and launched it into a thousand sports bars around the country. So that was, uh, you know, and my dad's got a gnarly set of tools. He's a great TV repairman, right? So that was my, you know, so every time someone needs to fix their TV, they always call me up, right? So I would like to be that guy for the rest of my life. I don't ever want to be run by technology. That's great. It sounds like you've got a very frictionless relationship with technology. You're very fortunate in that you took that on early. And that's really what I try to teach in my work of helping people get to that place of basically what I refer to as digital life balance, where it really enhances your life rather than becomes that friction. In your business, I, how, I don't even know how, how large is Oscar Wellness, but in terms of your team, I know some of them are dispersed in different countries and what role does technology be up beyond being a health tech company? Oh, yeah. What does it play and, and how does it enhance your ability to do the business that you do? We actually started our business under the premise that we were going to be an e-commerce play. So right out the gate, you're a technology company by default. So we use Shopify as an e-commerce platform for us. You know, we're on Microsoft 365 for all of our email calendars, all of our um, document sharing, we use Dropbox as a secure place to, so all of those pieces, they flow in our day. So project management. So if you're, we use project management tools to make sure that products get to market the way they're supposed to. We integrate with shipping software. We have apps um, that drive part of our business. So we're, you know, seven people full time and about five consultants on the outside doing our business. So we're small, but we have a, you know, a base in Australia and Western Australia and Perth. We have um, offices here in San Diego and Carlsbad, California, and we've got rem- people remote around the U.S. And so you need technology to be fluid. Uh, it needs to be a tool. It shouldn't be driving everything for you, but everything from your accounting systems, which have to be robust, um, have to integrate with your e-commerce platform, have to work with your shipping software, and allow you to communicate with your customers. So it's one thing to make a product. It's another thing to sell it, deliver it, and service and support it. So, you know, we have a, a toll-free customer service line. People call in. They get people in our office taking the calls. And that very personal touch allows, with technology today, allows you to have that personal touch, which I think is a requirement for a high-quality product if you're going to make it big. So that's kind of a, a mandate for us from the acceptance of technology and what we do. Yeah, I love that. It's really sort of that human integration, everything from delivering the flowers, sending a note, and having that person that actually answers the customer service. We have to remember that the technology is the connecting piece, but it's not the end piece that we need to be engaging with. But it's important to have a good relationship with it because if there's friction there, it's hard to get to that place where you want to deliver the flowers or or you're going to be happy when you're doing the customer service. So I think there's a lot of different pieces to that, too. So it sounds like you've got a a great team together if you're able to be that effective with a fairly small team. We service tens of thousands of customers. So, you know, with a few people in the office and people remote, you have to have that. Um, It's the only way to scale today. You know, people aren't building giant monolithic buildings and filling them up with people, unless you're Apple, right? Or someone like that, but not everybody's going to be that. And so you have to understand kind of where your place is in the world. And the other thing is we went to market as a consumer direct product, but we are a medical device. We're a class one medical device. And so the requirement to sustain regulatory compliance is is significant. It's very important to us. We take it very serious, 
But the reality is when you go direct to consumer, there's an expectation that you're going to behave like an Amazon. You're going to behave like an Apple, that people have that expectation already built in. They don't care if you're one person or you're 10,000 people, you still have to manage that process. And so technology allows you to do that, but you still, there's a human side to it. And I, I love the way you talk about the integration of that in people's lives. If there's always going to be friction, that's how you get things done. But to have it as low level of friction as you can so that the systems work compatible with what you're trying to do with your business is really key. So, I, yeah, the, the removing the friction is so key, but it also having a little bit of that friction keeps us on our toes. So I think yeah. that's something really it's important to remember, just like in any relationship, if it's always happy la di da you don't get that perspective and you never really get to challenge how do you find new solutions or new ways of doing things when it's not perfect. So I think there's, there's a lot to be learned with that. And as things change, for example, even with the, you know, the use of a device like the OSCA, you know, we're seeing this massive increase in chronic back pain and things like that that are derived from people sitting you know, sitting all day or from walking around with their necks crane forward looking at a, a phone. And so there's all these different things that are sort of the root causes that, you know, are causing different types of inflammation or different types of issues. So to be on our toes in ways to, to be able to solve new issues as they come about is really great. It's just exciting to see different solutions coming about. So thank you for being part of that solution. I would love to take a little bit of a steer and just have, I mean, you've covered, we've covered so much in such a short time, but I'm really curious when you're speaking with people about integrating digital products in terms of wellness, is there sort of words of wisdom that you provide them in terms of, because I know there's a lot of fear around, you know, the EMFs, like they, you know, the, the, people are worried about, oh, well, all these things are sending radio waves to my body and I'm going to get sick and it's toxic and this and that. Are there ways that you can help people understand that this is not something to be afraid of? Yeah. So I would give you a really basic analogy. So you have grass in front of your house or in the backyard. So if you took off your shoes and you walked out on the grass, that's electromagnetic field that's pulsing through your body. It's recharging your body. So this technology is used by NASA to put astronauts up into space because we need EMF to stay healthy. It's one of the nutrients that has to go into our body every day. Our bodies are power plants. So if you don't get healthy EMF on a daily basis, you will deteriorate at a more rapid rate. So how many days do you go in your shoes and never walk outside barefoot? Mm. Probably as a kid, you could say probably never. There's always a day you're barefoot outside. But as an adult, you become more and more disconnected from the earth. Well, that technology has been brought down to a point where now it's transportable and can go with you wherever you want. So a lot of people travel with grounding mats, right? Why do they do that? Well, because they're exposed to all the different radiation while they're traveling on a plane and, you know, all kinds of lights and stuff going around them. They walk through at the airport and they get to their hotel and their fluorescence. And the, so they get a mat out and they stand on it. Well, that's great because you need to decharge your body as well. But if you don't have a healthy charge in your body, you're not going to get healthy over time. So what we've done is we've basically taken a technology 60 years old, we've miniaturized it, we personalized it, we made it affordable. And so our device is entirely safe in that way. There are other devices out there, your TV, your computer, your wireless telephone, they run on different frequencies. 
those are in a much higher bandwidth than what our device is doing. So can you can you help yourself? Yeah, you can absolutely help yourself. You walk outside, the radiation from the sun, that energizes your body, makes you feel good. There's a vitamin D. My body's full of vitamin D now. But then there's an overuse where you get burned, right? So everything in moderation. The beautiful thing about a device like ours is it allows you to titrate it and use it as you need it. So in that sense, it's very healthy for you. And it is being a digital product allows you to um, monitor and manage what you're doing with it. Awesome. That was a great answer. I think because a lot of people have asked me when I talk about the Oscar, and I'm like, I don't know how to answer that, really. So now you, there you go, folks. You got your answer. <laughs> I'll just direct them to this podcast interview. Another little comment that is here I am. I'm like, it's like a giant testimonial. But one of the other things that I love about the device, which was one of the pieces that really came up in my study again, was the way that you don't have to constantly be charging it. It really holds wow. its own energy for quite a long time. There's something that's really makes that piece so much more user friendly because you're not in that constant state of, oh, I need it, but the battery's dead. It's sort of you can do it infrequently and that's totally fine, even if you're using the device very regularly. So I just wanted to commend you on that because I think yes. that that is a huge accomplishment when we look at sort of the, the energy and the sort of integratability for things to fit more seamlessly into our lives, particularly well, a lot in the of, digital A lot space. of gratitude to our engineers and scientists that developed the original board and the power source because the energy level, this is a testimony which validates what you asked earlier, like what level of energy are you getting out of this, right? So because it's running such a low frequency, which fires at a cellular level, you don't need a lot of power to drive that. So the device comes out of the box fully charged with 10 hours of charge or 20, 30-minute segments. So you can use it right out of the box. And I hate buying electronic devices that I have to wait a day to use. So I mandated when we launched the product, it has to be fully charged out of the box. So when you open it, you get instant gratification to actually try and use. The beauty is, is that um, it doesn't use a lot of energy, so it gives you a long charge on it. So, But if you're recharging every third or fourth day, then you're really using it the way you should be using it, which is part of your health and wellness program. Thank you for mandating that because we definitely used it right out of the box. <laughs> I was a little, I actually didn't think, didn't realize it was a full charge. So I think I charged it, you know, the next day or something. So I assumed that it was, you know, came on a 20% so that you could at least test it. But yeah. no, it was great. So enough of the infomercial. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to those of you out there, but I really just, you know, it's exciting to see products coming to the market that are really making a difference that can overcome the opiate crisis that can deal with some of these very prevalent issues in the workplace of chronic pain, whether it's in the workplace or in the home. I just think that it's really exciting to see new solutions coming about. And so I just really want to express my appreciation for the work that you guys are doing and can't wait to see what else you come up with because I'm sure there's something else in the pipeline. Anything you can share with us? So we made an announcement at CES at the Consumer Electronics Show that we're, we have an app integrated device. We'll launch that when it's ready. We're, the current uptake on our product today is so strong and we're meeting the mandate of providing a non-opioid alternative to doctors and healthcare professionals. And so right now the current device is really leading the charge and so we're getting a lot of learnings from the field about how to do that. So we know what we want to bring to market. We have a, you know, we're in beta on the product, but we're working with healthcare professionals from the NIH to the VA to, um, we have a, a Dr. Cost up in Connecticut who's involved with major healthcare and folks at, here at Scripps La Jolla to make sure that the device delivers what it should for the healthcare professional as well. 
So yeah, it'll be ready. When it's ready, you'll know. Great. Well, I look forward to seeing whatever you guys come up with next because this was just phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gregory. It has been such a treat. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to share with us a little bit more about Oscar and yourself. And just want to recommend to any of you listeners out there, take a chance and try it. If you go to the show notes, you'll see a link there where you can go and get more information about it. You can even order one. And they've been nice enough to give me an affiliate link so that we can actually give you a discount on your purchase. So if you want to go there, you can go to the link on the show notes. And uh, anything else you want to add before we log off? No, I just I'm, I'm really grateful that people like you are working so hard to educate people about technology, healthcare, and then how that works. So using your education and your experience to do that, it's really interesting and fulfilling for me to get to meet people like you, Heidi. And and there's a wave in this country right now. People want to solve problems. And technology can help us do that, but it still requires that human contact. And so I appreciate you reaching out and, and working with us to help educate because I think that's, at the end of the day, that's what we have to do to help people get better. Absolutely. Well, it's my pleasure. And again, thank you so much. Today's interview has been with Greg Holgate from OSCO Wellness. And we're about to sign off, but I just want to say thank you all for listening today. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, we would love a rating and review that helps us get the word out so others will find us too. So until next time, bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the evolving digital self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of digital self mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.